Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And coming up, we'll give you an update on UCF in the AAC baseball tournament and a look at the NBA playoffs. But first, it's a media critique version of the podcast. Going to go over a few things that uh, I have some issue with. I think one of them has a a bit of praise to it. But (laughs) anyway, let's get to it, shall we? So over the weekend, I'm looking on Twitter and I come across this feed from uh, Mike Clay at Mike Clay NFL. I guess he's a ESPN fantasy football gambling expert, what you will. So the tweet I see is, Early score projections for all 256 NFL games during the 2019 regular season. <laughs> really? So, you know, there's a, uh, a picture that shows all the games, weeks 1 through 17, and the projected scores. And, and of course, he puts in there, these are merely projections, not predictions. Well, thanks. There's a distinction without a difference. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Baltimore's going to beat Miami in week one, 24-17. The Jets are going to win over Buffalo, 22-19. This is, this is, look, I know gambling is all the rage, and I'm not discounting anybody who likes to, likes to wager or do anything like that. And, you know, we're getting all these, you know, now you way have fantasy football shows. We've got the gambling line shows, and those are big, and they have their audience, and, more power to you on that. But now when we're getting to projecting, doing score projections for all football games, all 256 NFL games, this is just throwing crap against the wall. <laughs> just to get people to look. And I guess I'm guilty because I looked, but totally in amazement going, wow, this guy got paid to do this. Why can't I find a job where I get paid to throw nothing out there? That's quite incredible. So check that out. Also sticking with uh, ESPN. Yes, I do like to criticize them a lot. They're they're an easy target sometimes. So they're the Warriors-Blazers Western Conference Final. They uh, decided to do an alternate broadcast of said game, game number four. And the alternate broadcast was them having a few folks to, I guess like a coach's room style thing where they're commenting on the game as it happens. But what they did was they put the the shot of all four of the folks commenting on the game at the bottom of the screen. So they're facing you with the action behind them. It's very creepy looking. <laughs> Go to awful announcing and uh, look at the screenshot of that, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> oh, I don't know what they're doing at ESPN these days. But, and again, I'm trying not to be the stodgy. Well, let's keep everything as it is, and not try th- different things. But, but my goodness, this goes back into the overthinking a category. And I don't know what the deal is with Rachel Nichols, too, that uh, she just thinks she is so hilarious and whatnot all of a sudden. But uh, I don't know. 
we you know we've gotten to where broadcasts are ESPN talking about everything that's not happening in a game they're covering or they're over commentating on the game they're covering you know the screen's cluttered with the graphics you know sometimes less is better and I would like to see people kind of scale this back a little bit at the PGA Championship, CBS, boy, they committed a, a blunder, in my opinion. So as Brooks Kepka is playing the 18th hole, trying to close out the PGA Championship, before a very critical and somewhat dicey shot, they go to a Dustin Johnson interview with Amanda Balionis. What? <laughs> okay. I, you know... They've gotten very heavy with these interviewing the golfers after rounds and, and and whatnot, but it's the 18th of a major, and the guy's got a very critical shot to make where if you know if he blows it, he could be looking at dropping enough strokes to end up in a playoff or lose the thing. And they're going to an interview right before it. Now, sometimes they will continue to babble and overanalyze critical shots in a tournament, but breaking away and then, you know, he's taking a shot or just before he takes a shot, it's like, what are you doing, CBS? Who thought of, who, who made that call? Another one of my critiques is this time we'll bring Fox into the picture. So they like to have that NFL theme music of theirs, which is one of the great themes in all sports, but they wanted to make it their signature sports music. So they have forced it down the throats of every broadcast event, it seems, that they have on the Big Fox. You know, they did it on NASCAR, but I think they went into going back to their original NASCAR music, but they but they they push it on MLB on Big Fox, and it's just so out of place. It's a football theme. And their baseball theme, which they use on the regional networks, I guess, until the they officially change hands over to Sinclair, is really good. So why mess with that? Indy 500, for the first time, will be on NBC this weekend. How about that? After many, many a time on ABC, it's been traditionally there for God knows how many years, probably since before I was born, uh, but NBC uh, has all the IndyCar series now, and they've got the great race at Indianapolis on their schedule. Mike Tirico getting to host. Got picked up at the airport by Marianne Dreddy and <laughs> driven in <laughs> driven in one of those IndyCars. Very, very nice. Well, as I mentioned, uh, UCF is in the AAC uh, uh, tournament, conference tournament for baseball. Uh they are, of course, going to be playing on Friday evening. And as you know, many of you know, I am part of the Nightline Sports Network now where I do an AAC show. And one of my colleagues there, Trace Trilco, part of the Nightline podcast with Andrew Fagley. And Trace has been covering the tournament this week as far as UCF is concerned. And so uh, he's been producing a Nightline now for uh, each game. Thought I would bring you the last version to give you 
the cre the the recap of the last game. So here that is for you now. Nightline now. UCF Sports News. You need to know now. Trace Trolko, Nightline Now in Clearwater as UCF baseball staves off elimination in the American Athletic Conference Championship. Final in 10, UCF 8, Memphis 7. Junior Dallas Beaver with the walk-off run-scoring single. I had faced him early on in the year, and he had tried throwing fastballs by me, and I was just kind of sitting on a fastball. And, um, you know, he, he threw one and left it up a little bit, and I was just hoping he was going to get over the second baseman's glove. They had the traditional shift on me. And so I, when I hit it, I didn't know if it was going to get over his glove initially. So uh, once it got over his glove, I knew Pina out of second was going to score because he's a fast kid on the team. So, uh, no, I was pretty excited uh, for me and my teammates. As has been the case a lot this season, especially the last couple of weeks, the Knights battled back down 7-4 before forcing extra innings. What is it about this team that it keeps battling back? Um, I don't know. We've just been through a lot this year. Uh, we've been counted out a lot. And uh, just to be able to keep winning pitches no matter the score, um, you know, it, it took a little success at first doing it. And then, you know, we know we can beat any team uh, at any point in the game. We just got to keep fighting. And um, I think everyone saw that tonight. UCF head coach Greg Lovelady breathing a sigh of relief. The Knights live to see another day. Huge win. Uh, I'm proud of the kids. I mean, this is been our mo the last three weeks and you know i've talked about it a lot that you know um, previous instances lead to confidence and, and i think that that was exactly what the situation was tonight the guys never wavered they were um never gave up they've been in this situation a lot here in the last three weeks and uh, just felt like they were going to win the game i think and, and just felt like just not give up and just chipped away senior matthew micah says he loves how this team never gives up we were just trying to keep it calm but still have fun. I, I feel like whenever we were pressing and, you know, the pressure's on and we fold the pressure, then we, I mean, we never get anything done. But if we're loose and we're having fun, we usually find, find a way to get it done. For Dallas, the walk-off is a career first. I've never had a walk-off hit, so that's, that's pretty unique, and I'm pretty jacked up. But, I mean, especially for these seniors, you know, these seniors have been through a lot, um, and just to be able to come through for those guys, um, you know, is really uh, appeasing. Asked Coach Lovelady his thoughts on Beaver's walk-off, but a busload of excited nights kind of got in the way. Dallas said this is the first time he's ever had a walk-off. That surprised you? Uh... You know, uh, I think pr probably walk-offs are very rare. Uh, I don't think they happen nearly as much as people think. A fun come-from-behind win with their backs against the wall. UCF gets Thursday off, then on Friday faces the winner of Cincinnati and Tulane. I plan to be back at it here in Clearwater on Friday, and count on us to have complete coverage throughout the game on Twitter at UCF underscore Nightline. Trace Trolko, Nightline Now. And we now know that it will be a rematch against Tulane on Friday evening. The Green Wave beat UCF in the opening game 6-2. to two. They have split their four games this season, so a fifth game to decide who advances. The winner will get Cincinnati on Saturday. And again, thanks to Trace and... Uh, and again, mentioning the Nightline Sports Network, you know, they invited me to uh, begin doing the AAC report back in March. And I've been doing weekly shows uh, for them since then. And uh, uh, 
can't thank those guys enough because they have uh, treated me like I've been there all along. So it's a great partnership and hope you will uh, enjoy what the Nightline Sports Network has to offer with the Nightline Podcast, Sons of UCF, and my AAC report. NBA playoffs, the Golden State Warriors are awaiting the winner of the Toronto-Milwaukee series, and the Raptors have come all the way back from a two-games-to-none deficit and now lead a three-games-to-two, finally breaking through on Milwaukee's court. Road team finally getting a win in that series. So the Raptors up three-to-two, and we'll see what happens as Milwaukee now has to uh, uh, get their gut check and get a road win to see, again, who faces the Warriors in the final in the Golden State Invitational. So that'll about wrap it up as always. Uh, you can me- email the show anytime, Jeff Allen Sports Talk at gmail.com, and also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88. As we, this is kind of a grumpy old man edition, I have to admit. <laughs> when I do media critiques, I tend to uh, be a little grouchy when it comes to those. So thanks for indulging me. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88, on Facebook at Jeff Allen 88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Kramer's Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. It's made from the finest ingredients so it stops itching, heals hot spots, and painful inflamed skin. Kramer's Salve contains a proprietary blend of neem, an ingredient known for its healing properties. A 4-ounce 6-month supply, including shipping, is just $30, and the 2-ounce 3-month supply, including shipping, is only $20. Help your dog end the itch and hot spot cycle. Order today at KramerSalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E. LVE.net.